What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Rock 25. Oh, hey. You already know. What it is. How you doing, everybody? I know it's been a uh, couple weeks since I got at everybody. I was really, really sick. Um, I thought I had the coronavirus. I know some people, um, I told I had COVID. Um, <clears throat> apparently, I didn't. Um, I tested positive on the home test. And then when I went to the doctor's um, office, um, I, you know, I had a really bad headache, uh, really bad body aches, uh, you know, um, you know, I, the body aches seem to last longer than anything. Um, and then, um, I got the test back said I was negative. Like, that's weird. Cause like within hours I got tested, like after I took the home test, you know, I had a hundred fever, but apparently I didn't have it, which is shocking. Um, I really thought I had it. But, you know, it's, I got, you got to go with the lab and what the uh, lab result says. So, fortunately, I did not have it. But I do admit, though, like, that was, um, yeah, I, I, it was a pretty, uh, physically, it was a pretty painful experience. Um, so, please, everybody, like, this is like, you know, you know, because apparently what I have with the symptoms of the coronavirus. Um, so, please, I mean, take, you know, we got to take this serious. You know, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you know, um, I still don't know why you're not vaccinated, but you know, if you have your reasons, fine, you have your reasons. Um, but still just stay masked up, especially if you're not, um, you know, and, um, if you are, listen, I think you should be masked up regardless. I still, I'm still masked up. So, you know, you, you know, you can say what you want. doesn't matter if the vaccine or not, because you can still get it. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, it was, it was a pretty, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, ter- a terrible experience. Um, so please, everybody, stay masked up. Um, <clears throat> and keep the social distancing. And, um, you know, let's, let's try to, we have to try to beat this thing the best way uh, uh, that we can. All right. Um, the uh, Jordan 13s came out yesterday. Yeah, I was shocked. They're there, uh, black, a little bit of purple on the side. You saw the classic hologram. Um, some people call it the cat's eye. Uh, a Jordan logo on it. I was shocked it didn't sell out. Um, especially my shoe size. I went on it like just to see if it got sold out. Like late, like it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, and um, my size was still available. Very tempting. Did not pull the trigger. They got a pair of Jordan fours coming out in uh, in a few days on the fifteenth. I want to say um, they're black and red. Um, I really like those. Uh, don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger on those or not, even though I really like those um, a lot. Yeah, everybody knows Jordan 4 is like my favorite style of the Jordan. It's coming, um, 15th is coming out. <coughs> but uh, there's one coming out in March. It's called, um, it's called Reflections. It's supposed to be based off of Phil Jackson and things of that nature, like, he was supposed to be the motivation, they almost look pink, it's like a, like a hologram type style, I, I've said to the Jason, you know, Jason and I both love him, like, yep, you know, um, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, talk about Jason a little bit later, um, but, um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna get those, like, you know, I wasn't a fan of the 11s that came out, and everybody was overhyping them. You had the cool grays, and then you had the adapt that came out. The adapt with the uh, 
um, you know, with the, uh, with the Bluetooth, uh, it's the self-lacing shoes, but, um, I wasn't a big fan of those, I like the Jordan 11's lows, that's, like, my favorite, that's what I like, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the mids, so, I like the lows, but, yeah, but the Jordan 4's, you gotta check them out, uh, like I said, it's inspired by Phil Jackson, called the Zen Master, but, like, those definitely gonna, I'm, I'm, if I can cop those, I definitely will. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah, I think those fire. I think I think those are fire, um, and I really like uh, those shoes a lot. Uh, right there, uh, we gotta talk about we gotta talk about Antonio Brown and his BS. Yo, this brother. I don't know if y'all saw last weekend's game where he was acting a damn fool. He ran off the field. Uh, apparently, he got into it with Bruce Arians. Um, a lot of controversy with this, uh, you know, apparently he's got an incentive-based contract, said his ankle was bothering him, um, said his ankle bothered him, didn't want to go out and play, said that Bruce Aarons forced him to go out and play with his bad ankle, um, now, I, apparently, he, uh, I don't know if they're taking him out for a certain possession, and he got upset, because he's got an incentive-based contract, means X amount so many catches, X amount so many touchdowns, and, um, you know, he'll get a certain amount of money because it's an incentive-based contract. Um, he said that Bruce Arians did a throw slash, you know, some of you are done, you know. Bruce Arians said he pointed to get him, you know, said you're done, get out. Um, he ended up throwing his uniform, pretty much getting naked. Apparently, the Jets staff didn't know who he was. They thought he was a fan because he was walking around shirtless. Yeah, so they almost threw him out of the stadium. But, you know, I think then they realized who he was and then just, you know, um, escorted him to the locker room uh, so he could get his stuff. Um, you know, and, he's, and I guess he went to the uh, the Brooklyn Nets game. Uh, he went with a rapper. I can't I can't remember what rapper he went with. But with the Brooklyn Nets game. So he's been hanging out, so he's not, like, homeless. Uh, he found somebody to hang out with, called somebody. Um, he was really talking trash about Le'Veon Bell and uh, Tom. Well, well, now Le'Veon they told me about Le'Veon Bell. So that's my friend. You know, uh, he's going through some things. Tom Brady's Brady at the press at the uh, press conference was like, "Yo, is my boy still like, yo, get like he's going through some stuff. You don't know all the facts." Then Tony Brown's releasing text messages saying this and that. I know there's a lot of drama with this situation. Um, and Jason White, the GM for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, Bruce Arians, you know, they're all trying to do damage control with this whole situation. But then Antonio Brown had to go on some podcast and say, I'm the best receiver on the team, blah, blah, blah. Why am I doing it? Why am I doing a center-based contract? You know, uh, Rob Gronkowski didn't get a center-based contract. Yo, that's on your agent. No one told you to go back to Tampa Bay. No one put a gun to your head and said, you need to go back to Tampa Bay, we're going to shoot you in the head. No one said that to you, Antonio Brown. If you didn't want to do an incentive-based contract, then you needed to fire your agent because your agent negotiated that or you negotiated that. So either you or your agent negotiated for an incentive-based contract because they didn't want to pay you guaranteed money. And it kind of looks like Tampa Bay right now did the fiscally responsible thing by not by giving you 
guaranteed money, <clears throat> guaranteed money based on how you acted. Listen, I'm all about the players getting their money. You guys, you know, I've done the show for you know over a year. You know, I'm all about the players getting their bread, right? But at the same time, though, listen, Antonio Brown, you know, did catch his, you know, he did catch the Super Bowl, uh, did catch a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, right? You know, you know, he's still a fantastic receiver. No one's saying he's not. At the same time, his actions off the field hurt his value on the field. You know what I'm saying? And this, and, I, and it sounds, and that's just what it is. And it's not really terrible. It's his fault. Not like he's a good dude going in charities and blah, blah, blah. Not like this guy's getting nominated for, you know, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Awards. Okay? All right? So, this is why you got an incentive-based contract. And like I said, Tim Bay made the right decision on doing that because of how you act. You know? Um, do I see him getting a job again? You know, these GMs, they talk. Jason Light's going to get a lot of phone calls. Um, hey, should we go out on a flyer and give this brother a chance? I mean, listen, I don't know. Let's, if we really think about Antonio Brown, like, he's really been spoiled. You had, right, Bruce Arians, who everybody acknowledges like a player's coach. And you had Tom Brady, right? And he had this whole football team making concessions to make sure Tom Brady had everything around him, you know. And you were pretty much his number one target, right? And you still had a problem, right? Yo, get your money, you know what I'm saying? Listen, do your thing on a postseason. No one said you had to go back to Tampa Bay. Just take this L. You only had, what, two weeks to go, and then you're in the playoff. Theoretically, you have, you know, a month to go, and then you're out of there. Like, I don't, I really don't get the motivation. Get your money and show that you're worth a guaranteed contract. That's all he had, that's all he had to do. All he had to do. And he, and he would have been getting his bread, you know. He also had the great Mike Tomlin coach it and the stability of the Rooney family in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. That wasn't good enough for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's had problems. Where everywhere he's gone, you know. Oh, by the way, he was in New England with the great Bill Belichick uh, as well. And it's and them to talk trash about Tom Brady. Tom Brady brought you inside of his home to stay with him, his wife Giselle, and his children while you're accused of sexual assault. He still brought you into his home. Around his supermodel wife. And his children. He brought you inside that home. I can only imagine the conversation. Tom and Giselle had. Or what Tom had to do to convince Giselle. To bring you inside. His and her home. To stay. You know what I'm saying. And I'm pretty sure once you got cut by. The Patriots, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady helped you, you know, bring your luggage out. Or if not, if you didn't, Giselle probably told you, don't help that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I didn't, I didn't like him talking trash about Tom Brady. Was, was, was not a big fan of that. So, 
It's a, listen, we, we don't know if anybody has CTE. Um, you know, uh, because we don't, we can't do tests on CTE, you know, you know, real brain injuries. Um, we can't test for that while someone's alive. We can only examine their, study, examine their brain after they're dead. Um, it's obvious Antonio Brown is CTE. Completely obvious he has it. Um, and, and I just, you just got to wish somebody the best, you know, um, that's all you can do for somebody because, um, you, you know, he, you know, the hits that he's taken, uh, everybody remembers that one vicious hit, hit he took and he's never been the same since, you know, he was always, you know, kind of a, you know, cocky guy, but you know, name or a diva, you know, name, you know, very few wide receivers that weren't divas, you know, I can only think of two that weren't divas, you know. Uh, you know, maybe Jerry, I was going to say Jerry Rice. Maybe Jerry Rice was like a low-key diva. You know, Larry Fitzgerald, obviously not a diva. But that's about it. You know, you tell me who I receive from, I'll tell you a diva. I'll tell you he's a diva, you know. And, and they'll tell you that too. Michael Irvin would be the first one to tell you he was a diva. You know, Randy Moss will tell you. <laughs> you know, or he's in denial. But, um, yeah, I wish, you know, you got to wish Antonio Brown the best and, Hopefully they he figures out something like I need help, and hopefully he gets the help that he needs um, instead of his handlers just uh, letting everything slide and uh, you know letting him rock you know with, with, with what's going on with him because he needs help obviously. Um, ugh, last thing I wanted to talk about before we get out of here. Thank you to Jason. I told you we're gonna get back to Jason. Jason got uh, he had me on one song on the French Montana album. Um. Uh, it's called CB5. Uh, what it means, I have no idea what CB5 is. Um, uh, what was this? Uh, I think it's called Big Cap. That Jason had me on. I mean, I understand why I liked it. It was like a little bit old school. He and I usually have the same taste. It was that. It was that old school, um, West Coast sound. Yeah, Big Cap. Um, it, I, you know, it was. It's the last song on the album. I, you know, I can understand the vibe. Um, I liked. Um, uh, FTMU, that song, uh, fire, um, or uh, could it be, like, that's a good song too, this, uh, this dude, Chinks, he had some bars, um, so, I mean, definitely check out the album, Wave Blues with, uh, Benny, you know, Benny the Butcher always kills it, you know, especially, especially if Benny the Butcher's doing a feature, he always brings it, you know, um, yeah, definitely, I would say definitely check out this album, Props to Jason, uh, my main man JT, um, uh, for uh, get me on this album. I'm really liking it a lot. Um, yeah, he's calling it a mixtape, so he's not really calling it a project. Uh, but you know, but I guess the, the record company released it. And sometimes record companies, if like if a project, if a mixtape does really well, they'll release it. Every you know, if, if you guys don't know, a project is uh. With the, with the, uh, the in, in the industry, they call it like a like a legit album, you know. It's not a mix, a non mixtape, you know. Um, so if it's not a, considered a mixtape, you know, it's released by the record company, you know. It's, you know, they call it a project. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely check out definitely check out the album. Um, it's uh, yeah, it, it is really really good. 
Um, so props to Jason, my main man. Um, usually, you know, usually got the motivation. Motivation gonna be the same, man. Like I said, yo, how I felt. Um, you know, it was like right after Christmas. You know, like how I felt. You know, did not feel good at all. Like I said, um, and and you know, and listen. Well, you know, to have some clarification, you know, there's no such thing as immunity uh, to the coronavirus. You can get it multiple times. You know, um, so I you know, I don't know, I had a symptom, you know, felt like I had. Apparently, I did not. I want to say I'm glad I got the vaccine um, because who knows what would have happened if I didn't get the vaccine. Um, so that's why I'm an advocate for it. Because of how I felt, um, I can only imagine me having the symptoms of the coronavirus and not having the coronavirus. If I didn't have the vaccine, <clears throat> who knows if my symptoms would have been worse? Who knows if I would have made it through? You know, um, I know it's a ninety-eight percent survival rate, but you know, you know, people are dying from it, so easily could have been a part of that two percent. Uh, so please, everybody, please, everybody be safe. Um, like I said, I don't want anybody to go through what I went through, uh, you know, you know, for these, you know, I had like four days of hell, um, but I don't want anybody else going through that. Um, so please, like I said, guys, just please be safe. It's Rock 25. Joke's craziness. And please, always remember, we've at everything.